Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the sanctuary here at Bright Temple for this Lord's Day. This Sunday morning, we praise God for his blessings and for his favor and for his kindness. We thank God for each of you who've joined us live on this morning. We pray that God's blessings are upon you and your family and your household. And we pray that he, you continue to live with faith and expectation, even as we share from our series this morning, The Value of Me. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this another day. Lord, to present your word to your people. We'll allow our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to be open as your word shall go forth. Lord, do not allow anyone to be unchanged by your word. But Lord, from this experience, don't allow them to leave in the same manner in which they came. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. I pray that you'll join us in the word. We're going to Luke from the English Standard Version. We're going to Luke chapter 10, and we'll be looking at verses 38 through 42. Again, that is Luke chapter 10, and we'll be looking at verses 38 through 42. We're sharing from our series in September, The Value of Me, and our hashtag for this month has been, I am worth it. And I pray that you'll hashtag that right now. As you hashtag it, go ahead and tag a friend into our stream this morning, tag them into our broadcast, share this stream with someone else so that they'll be blessed by the word as this shall go forth. There may be somebody in your life right now who needs to appreciate their own value. And they need a message this morning of encouragement that will strengthen them in the place where they are right now to help enlighten their path and move them to where God desires them to be. Tag them right now. Share this word right now to your page so somebody else can be encouraged as we go to Luke chapter 10. And we're looking at verse 38. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. And the word of the Lord reads, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Open our spirits and our hearts, Lord, and let the word go forth freely. Move me out of the way so that they'll only hear the words that come from your lips. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Again, we're sharing from the, the, the series, The Value of Me. And if, you're, if you haven't done it already, go ahead and hashtag I am worth it and share this with someone else. In this particular passage, Jesus has encountered a couple of his friends that we later know that are good friends of his, Mary and Martha. And while he is there with these women, they met, Martha is in there serving. She is encumbered by serving. She is encumbered with work. And while she is working, while she is serving, Mary is the one who's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And while she's there listening to the voice of Jesus and listening to his teachings, Martha becomes a little disturbed about what is happening. You can say that Martha may have been jealous of Mary at that moment. What she felt like I'm doing all of the work and yet Mary is not helping me. She is not assisting me. 
I imagine even before she spoke on it or said anything about it, she was frustrated. She was upset. She sat in there and I can hear her doing the dishes and sitting there mumbling while she's doing the dishes. And some of you have been there. She's washing the dishes and saying, Mary never helps me. Mary never comes to assist me. I, I, I can't believe that Jesus does not see the effort that I'm putting forth in making sure that he is served. And while she is encumbered in the kitchen with all of this, there is Mary sitting down there at his feet. And while she's sitting at his feet, Martha gets frustrated and finally she makes her way out there to make known her frustration. What I need you to understand is that Martha was working. She was hard at work. She was putting forth her best effort. But while she's putting forth her best effort, she sees Mary in a position where she considers her to be lounging not participating in helping to attend to their guest, Jesus. And when I think about that, I begin to appreciate a few things about us. Many of us, we are encumbered about with many things. There are many things that we are doing, but are we choosing the things that are the most important? Because often we lose sight of our own value by focusing on things that were not intended for us to focus on. By being busy, but yet not being productive. It's like, it's as if it's the, the same idea of when you're at work and you're just trying to look busy. And many of us, we're doing that even in our lives. We look busy, we're engaged in a lot of activity, but yet we are producing nothing. Nothing is coming forth from what we're doing. It's almost like coming to church all of the time. You, you come to church, you, 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 you praise, you, you lift up your hands, you, you shout, you sweat, you, you, you talk, you spit, you praise. But when you go home, there is no change. There is no difference. Nothing has changed in your life. Your mindset has not changed. And because we are focusing on things that are not significant on those things which are not important, as a result of that, we feel empty. And I'm speaking to somebody out there who feels that right now in your life. You feel like I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I'm working. I'm working hard. I'm doing all I know to do. But yet, at the end of the day, I still feel empty. I don't feel my purpose operating on the inside of my life. I don't feel fulfilled. And, and I'm talking to only the people who want to be honest with themselves. I'm trying to teach us how that we can value ourselves. You're busy. You're working. You're running around. You're, you're spending gas mileage. You're, you're running a car around to different places. You're tired at the end of the day, but after you've expended all your energy and you've expended all your effort, at the end of the day, you still feel empty. And I came to tell you, that's not how God expected us, how he expects us to live our lives. Christ said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He does not desire that we use up ourselves and at the end of the day, we feel empty, we feel unfulfilled. Some of us, we use all of our energy on other people, but then at the end of the day, we go home and we're depressed. We're exhausted. We've poured out our cup till it's empty, but we don't have anyone to pour back into our cup. 
And as a result of that, you become frustrated. And at some point, you begin to resent, resent the very people that you are helping. You resent them because they are getting full out of your pouring out. But at the end of the day, you're still empty. They're getting the very best of your effort. But even at the end of the day, you're yet not fulfilled. You're helping other people to understand and appreciate their own purpose. But yet you don't understand and appreciate your own purpose. You're no different than Martha. I envision Martha over the sink, washing the dishes, angrily staring out the window at Mary. And while Mary is expending very little effort at the feet of Jesus, she's experiencing fulfillment. And Martha is pouring out of herself, pouring out of her effort. And yet she's unfulfilled. She is not in touch with purpose. But Jesus, he came, if nothing else, when he said he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that we might be fulfilled in our purpose, that we might have an understanding of what God desires from us. That's what he wants. It's good to spend of your energy and pour out. But at some point, you have to spend some time allowing somebody to pour back into you. That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to read God's word. If nothing else, that is a time of us being poured back into. Something is being poured back into our lives and we need to experience the fulfillment that only God can give. It reminds me of Jesus while he was at the well. The woman said, well, we worship God in this mountain. Jesus was telling her, woman, you don't even know who you're talking to. He said, why are you trying to get water out of this well? He said, I can give you a water from which you will never thirst again. It will quench your thirst. You will be fulfilled. You will not feel empty. He said, if you drink of that water after a while, you will thirst again. But I can give you something that will keep you fulfilled at all times. And that's the only thing. Only God can give you that. Only having an experience with Jesus Christ can give you that type of fulfillment. There are so many people who are out there chasing that feeling with drugs, chasing that feeling with sex, chasing that feeling with pornography. They're chasing that feeling, jumping from relationship to relationship. They're chasing men to fulfill that, to have that feeling. They're chasing women to have that fulfillment. They're absorbing themselves in their career to have that fulfillment. But I come to tell you, only Christ can give you that fulfillment from whence you'll never thirst again. The fulfillment from whence you will feel like you have purpose every day that you wake up. You will wake up driven. You will wake up with purpose. You will wake up with hope. You will wake up with expectation. You'll wake up appreciating your own value, that I am valuable in the eyes of God. And I'm not running behind somebody else to make me feel fulfilled. I don't need them to give me a parking space and a, and a, and a certificate at work for me to feel fulfilled. I don't need somebody to call my name at church or, or a muster organization for me to feel fulfilled. 
I don't need somebody to like everything that I put on social media for me to be fulfilled. If I'm single, I don't need a man. I don't need a woman to be fulfilled. I'm not chasing it with drugs or alcohol because only God can fill me. Only God can fulfill me. Only God can make me feel satisfied in my purpose. Only God can cause me to sleep well at night knowing that I've done his will. Only God can can wake me up each morning with a renewed sense of energy and strength and purpose with a smile on my face. Because I understand my own value, I understand my own worth, and I don't need anybody else to validate what God has already told me. I know that I'm a child of the king. I know that I belong to God. I know that I'm his unique creation. I know I'm an heir of God and joint heir with Christ. I know that I'm a peculiar people. I know that I'm a holy nation. I know that I've been called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. I know who I am. I know that God had purpose for me even before I was conceived, before I was formed in the valley. God already knew me. God didn't only see me for who I am, but God sees me. And I praise him for this, for what I shall be. You praise it. I praise God that he sees me for what he created me to be and what he created me to do. And it is incumbent upon us to begin to see ourselves in that way. Begin to see ourselves through the eyes of God, through the eyes of his purpose. To begin to appreciate and understand that God has me here for a reason. I'm not an accident, but I'm God's intentional and purposeful will. I woke up this morning with purpose. I woke up this morning intentionally. God has a design for my life. There is something that he has for me to do. There's somebody that he wants me to reach. There is a purpose that God has specifically created for me and not for anybody else. And he designed it with me in mind. So I can't be disqualified from my purpose. That means God knew that I had certain idiosyncrasies. God knew I had certain faults. God already knew about my past. So don't try to disqualify me from my future based on my past because God already knows what I've been through. He knew what I was going to go through before he called me. He knew what I was going to struggle with before he anointed me. He knew what I would have trouble with before he set this path for me. So don't you dare try to say that I'm disqualified from what God wants me to do based on what I've done. God already knew. God already understood. God knew David would mess up, but yet he called him. God knew David would be disobedient, but yet he called him. God knew David would slip up, but yet God anointed him. He understood our struggles. He understood our weaknesses. But yet, the songwriter said, but yet and still, he's calling my name. He's calling on me. He's calling on you. Somebody hashtag that. He's calling you. Despite what you've done. Despite where you've slipped. 
despite the fact that, come on, let's talk, you still mess up. Your last mistake wasn't before you got saved. You still mess up. You still come up short. But yet God is still calling your name. And I praise God that he's more forgiving than man. Man, I'll put you on the three strike system. One, two, three strikes. Baby, you're out. I'm not fooling with you anymore. I'm not dealing with you anymore. But I praise God that he's the God of another chance. Not a second chance, but another chance. Because over and over in my life, I can't give your testimony. Let me give Larry's testimony. I've messed up over and over and over again. But yet God's mercies are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness to me. That he forgives me in spite of my faults, in spite of my wrongs, in spite of the fact that he knows I'm going to mess up again. But yet he has mercy and grace that's waiting on me. He has purpose that's waiting on me. He has a plan that's waiting on me. Despite everything that I've done wrong. I praise God that he still has purpose. In the middle of my pain. He still gives me destiny. In the midst of all of the things that I've done wrong. He still illuminates a way for me. When he knows I've done wrong. And that I'll do wrong again. I praise God for his mercy. So Martha she was not in such a merciful mood. She saw Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. And she began to think of all of the things that she's done. In a way, Martha was like the Pharisee who was relying upon the works that she's done. We need to understand that we cannot work our way into heaven. There's nothing that we can do that makes us deserving of God's grace. There is nothing that we can do that makes us deserving of God's mercy or his favor. It's his unmerited favor, it's his unmerited grace in our direction. The Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's only by his grace and his mercy and the exercise of faith that we are redeemed, that we are saved. God has to extend his mercy and grace in our direction, so it does not matter how much you try to work for it. It's only by his grace that we make it in. Martha was consumed with what she was working on, her works, her works, her works. And she was saying, I'm working, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But Jesus then had to rebuke Martha. He talks to Martha and he says to her there in verse number 41. He says, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Can, can, can I get a witness there? Somebody who feels that right now. You don't have to even raise your hand. You don't even have to put the hands up emoji while you're out there listening. But he said, Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. There's somebody who's right there. You might not acknowledge it amongst your friends. You might not tell it to your, to your relatives and to your neighbors. But there's somebody who's right there in that moment and you're there right now. You're anxious and you're troubled about many things. 
Troubled about the rent, troubled about the, your, your money, troubled about when the checks are coming in, troubled about your mortgage, troubled about your rent, troubled about your children, troubled about COVID-19, troubled about racial discrimination, troubled about so many things. He said, Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled about many things. But then he says to her, but one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing is necessary. And he said that one thing that is necessary, that's what Mary has chosen. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not, get this, be taken from her. What Mary is, has chosen is something that is not tangible. It's not carnal. It's not subject to the world taking it away. He's saying what she has chosen is something that she will always have, that nobody can keep, that nobody can take from her. What has she chosen? Well, the word tells us earlier all Mary was doing there in verse 20, 39. It says, Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. It reminds me of David. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I seek after that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He said one thing, and that's what Jesus says to Martha right here. He says one thing has Mary done, one thing has she desired, and this one thing is something that cannot be taken from her. The problem with us assessing our value is that we rely upon things to ascertain and determine our value. It's not what you have on the outside that determines your value. It's not what you can put your hands on that determines your value. So that means it's not about how much money you have. It's not about how many cars you have. It's not about how many homes you have. It's not even about whether or not you have a husband or children. It's not determined by your supervisor. It's not determined by how many jobs you have. But any one thing that Jesus was talking to Martha about, the one thing is that you have to have a relationship with God. It's when you have a relationship with God that you begin to see your own value. Anybody that doesn't have a relationship with God doesn't truly know how valuable they are. It's only through a relationship that you can see how God sees you. You need to stop looking at how people see you, but you need to understand how God sees you. It's not determined by how many likes you have. It's not determined by how many friends you have. It's not determined by whether or not what you post will go viral, but it's determined by relationship with God. And because I have relationship, with God, I begin to understand how valuable I am. I begin to understand how God sees me. The one thing about a child, if you want to understand how much you love children, I need you to do one thing. I need you to go back in the photo book. Go back in your parents' phones. Go back on your parents' page. 
Go back old school into your parents' social media. Find some old photographs from your parents. And if you go back far enough, you'll find a picture of your parents on the day you were born. And I want children, if you want to understand how valued you are, how loved you are, find one of those pictures where your parent is holding you as a little baby in your in their arms and they're smiling and they're looking at your face. And when you see that picture, you might not see it right now, but if you look at that picture, you'll begin to understand how valued you are through the eyes of your parents. Well, I came to tell somebody today, you don't know how valuable you are till you see yourself through the eyes of God. And if you wanna go back, and see a picture of how God sees you. All you have to do is read his word. And when you read his word, he'll tell you, before you were formed in the belly, I already knew you. If you read his word, he said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. If you read his word, his word says, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above ye are able, but will make a way of escape so that you'll be able to bear it. If you read his word, God says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. If you read his word, he said, we know, we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. Somebody say yes! Somebody out there say yes! understand your own value you won't understand your own worth because you're allowing what other people say and how they look at you to determine your value baby you can snarl at me you can cuss at me behind my back you can talk about me every time you get a chance you can you can subtweet me on social media you can you can dislike any of my posts. You can talk bad about me all you want. But when you get finished, my value is not wrapped up in what you say about me. I'm not letting anybody determine my own value. The only person that can determine my value is God. And that's already done. God's already determined that I'm valuable. 
because I'm his creation. I am God's unique creation. God didn't create me and then desire that I fail. God didn't create me and then hope that I come up short. But God sees more in me than I can even see in myself because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can even ask a thing. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. I am unable to conceive the amount of love that God has for me, but I do know this. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He sacrificed his son for me. That's how much he loved me. That's how valuable I am in the eyes of God. I'm not going to allow anybody to take away the value that God has put in my life. I'm not going to allow anybody to reduce in my mind, in my heart, and in my spirit what God expects wants and desires for me and don't you don't you do that either don't you do that either don't allow anybody to take away from that value can I pray with you Heavenly Father Lord I thank you for those who have been touched by your word on this morning Lord I ask that you reach into their homes or touch their hearts and their minds Lord, to that person who feels like they're not worthy, they're not valuable, Lord. Strengthen their mind and their heart, Lord. Cause them to read your word, Lord. Cause them to get on their knees and pray, Lord. Help them to find that picture just like their parent looking at them like a beautiful baby. Let them find that picture that you have of them in your word so they can understand and appreciate how valuable they are in the eyes of God. Lord, if there's a sinner out there, Lord, if you're a sinner, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for all of my sin. Please forgive me. Lord, I need you to wash my heart Wash my mind. Wash me all over, Lord. Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ was crucified. He died and was buried, but rose again with all power in his hand. And today, I claim him as my Savior and my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart right now, and I'll make you my Savior and my Lord. If you pray, pray that prayer by faith, if you prayed it with conviction in your heart, then there's been a transformation that has happened in your life. Get connected with God in prayer and his word. Find yourself connected to a ministry where you can continue to grow in God. If you want to connect with us virtually here at Bright Temple, you can text Bright Temple to 66866. You can join us and connect with us by simply doing that. Bright Temple, text that to 66866 and connect with us even today. 
I pray that you've been blessed by the word that you heard on today. And I pray that God's blessings be over you, your family, and your whole life all through this week. In Christ's name, I pray for you. Amen. And be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.